Welcome to a special episode of the Eclectic Readers Book Club. We are recording live today from Book Riot Live, and we are joined today by someone who honestly needs no introduction, um, the amazing comic illustrator and co-creator of the series Bitch Planet, uh, Valentine Delandro. I'm Tara. I'm Meredith. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. This is awesome. <laughs> uh, so normally uh, we like to get... Um, authors and creators in their own words just to give people our listeners just an idea of who they are like a really really short biography um if you wouldn't mind just telling our listeners a little bit about you oh uh i am a comic book artist i'm from toronto uh which has a very uh, robust comic book scene uh as far as cities in north america go uh I've worked, done work for hire for other publishers, uh, the mainstream publishers, quote unquote, like Marvel and DC. I've done that for a few years. Uh, Bitch Planet is my first creator-owned venture uh, with Kelly Sue DeConnick, and uh, we are having a blast. At least I am. I, I hope she is as well. But she's uh, she's uh, been amazing to work with. She's she's an amazing partner. Uh, she's been a great friend, and uh, we are overwhelmed by the, the the reception that the book is has received since we since we put it out a few years ago well it absolutely deserves it it's an amazing amazing book um i'm gonna ask you some pretty easy intro questions just to warm us up here um this is totally pun and i love puns so i'm sorry if you hate them but what drew you to comics oh um uh spite <laughs> <laughs> if that helps um Funny enough, I mean, when it was learning my, my, my love of comics, I guess, comes from the fact that I had an older brother who wouldn't let me read his. Ah. Right. And so and he could also draw uh, relatively for the for the time and, and for our age, I guess. Right. And he wouldn't draw anything for me, too. So I'm making my brother sound as like a jerk. Um, <laughs> uh, and I'm sorry for that, but uh, not so sorry. And uh, no, I mean, I, I've, I've uh, been into comics ever since uh, I just really love the medium i think the medium uh has uh potential that we haven't even tapped yet especially with uh the 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 growth of the digital market and how that's really changing the way that we we even make the comics right now it's been uh it's been exciting i i think i like i like the, the 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 possibilities that are that are available in comics not not only in in the way that they're made but uh, the way you can actually create them too so the natural follow-up question to that of course is what were some of your favorite comics when you were younger uh i was again i, I was a mainstream kid like growing up when i when i became a collector i mean that in that was the 90s so, you know, there's a lot of image, there's a lot of Wildcats, a lot of Spawn, X-Men, all that stuff. I mean, I was, I was into that. I, I think uh, when, I, when I got to, it sounds very cliche now, I'm stepping back and I'm actually looking at it and I'm like, wow, I, I was just a, a, a carbon copy of everybody else. But <laughs> high school, I was into the mainstream stuff. And then when I went to university, I started branching out a little bit more and, and looking for stories other than superheroes so i i got into my sandman and and you know uh just trying to look for for uh different ways to expand the medium i guess that that, that people were were uh, getting into yeah i'm, I'm <laughs> that's not very original is it that's that's pretty much how everybody goes but uh that's me 
It makes you relatable. <laughs> it makes you relatable. Um, so a couple questions. I mean, obviously you're an illustrator. Um, what are some of your favorite characters to draw? And is there a character you haven't drawn yet, at least in your profession? Yeah, professionally that you would like to get your hands on oh wow um favorite characters to draw like mainstream ones like uh, anything anything, man i don't know uh there's a lot uh i just did a a a black panther pinup that i really like drawing i don't know there's there's something about especially the way that brian stelfreeze has been drawing him in the recent run which uh I'm a big fan of his, and I got to meet him this year, which was actually a little bit nerve-wracking. And I was, <laughs> I, I don't know how I came across to him, but uh, but I was a big fan. I am a big fan, and and uh, yeah, I just I kind of took a shot at the way he was he's been rendering that. So that was a lot of fun. Um, that's the first thing that just kind of sticks out in my head right now. Um, uh, who I haven't had a chance to draw yet. I'm I'm not entirely sure that that either. Uh, that is a tough question. Um, mainstream characters I think that I'd like to really draw maybe like a really punk storm at this point yes. I think I'd, I mean I know she's she's got the mohawk back and everything but I mean I grew I grew up with storm leading the x-men in her leather vest and all that and that was always that's always my my definitive storm so I think I'd like to like do a fully rocked out storm one day I don't know that, that's that's something I'd like to draw I'd like to see it. So, <laughs> um, all right. So let's briefly talk about X Factor. And um, X Factor is one of my favorite comics. I love that run. Um, I would honestly be okay spending this entire episode talking about that. But uh, Meredith might kill me, and then we'd miss out on Bitch Plant stuff. And I love Bitch Plant too. Um, what was it like jumping onto that book and uh, working with Peter David? Wow, X Factor was my. That was the book that I think was no well not my first monthly but that was my my longest standing monthly i think i was on that title the longest uh next to what my run on bitch planet is going to be at this point um peter david is uh uh, a very man it's always hard to describe what peter david is capable of as a storyteller because he's he's he makes it look effortless what he does like he's he's so polished and he knows his narrative i think inside and out if if he doesn't he really kind of fakes it really well right (laughs) but peter's a really really great guy i I enjoyed working with him a lot and i learned a lot uh working with him too just about storytelling because he 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 does know uh so many different uh ways to pace a story uh always had to give you that last little punch because that's how most of our issues ended was with some sort of like major cliffhanger and stuff. Oh, I know. I know. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I mean, yeah, I I think X Factor were those characters I got really attached to. I mean, I I was really attached to to Jamie, Layla. I think I had a really long run with Layla. I mean, I miss that little white girl. And uh, (laughs) it was it was a lot of fun. She does know stuff. (laughs) Uh, And it was it was Again, I mean, I, the, the the whole team that I got to work with, too. Uh, Pat Davidson was my anchor, and uh, we're really good friends. Uh, and was was really great growing and collaborating with him. Uh, 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 Jody, our editor. I mean, he was he was. 
I, I can't say any um, enough good things about him. He really made me uh, look at myself as a professional. I mean, there's there's a lot of different things that I learned and I grew up from with X Factor. Whether I learned them those lessons well remains to be seen. But um, <laughs> everybody was there, and they they were all super supportive of what I was trying to do, uh, as well as uh, us collaborating on that book. and uh, And I appreciate them. I appreciate everything that they did. Uh, I don't know if I tell every, all those people enough because I don't see them. This, that's the nature of our industry. We don't really see each other all the time. But um, it was it was a that was my my book where I was learning to grow as an artist, which um, I think everybody does at their own speed, at their own rate. Sometimes you you have to balance being an artist and being a professional, learning how to schedule things, learning how to pace yourself, and 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 also. Uh, understanding that there's other people in the system that are relying on you getting your work done or you can't or, or the, the, they can't get paid basically yeah. right they can't get their work done the book doesn't come out and you, you understanding that you're a cog really uh, uh, and I don't mean to say that in a very sterile way just that that you're you're part of a system you're part of a machine and and uh, the the end result is supposed to be a comic book which is amazing and and uh, it took me a while. I think X Factor helped me as far as understanding what my place is and, and how I can help not only uh, get the comic book out, but uh, be a part of an industry, you know, that, that, that is still growing and still changing. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. And I thought you brought so much to that book. I can still picture certain panels and certain facial expressions that I just, that like really hit me hard. And um, so thank you. Thank you. um so uh being an illustrator and being co-creator are uh a little bit different i would say so um could you talk a little bit about the difference between the two oh uh i think i think was matt who was talking about this and uh he sort of explained the difference between uh doing a, a a work for hire job and creating your own book and work for hire is being in a cover band and you're in a really good cover band with there's nothing wrong with that or you could be a, a the the best you know uh uh acdc cover band or what yeah exactly you're doing you're doing everything uh, you could you can really do well at that and there's absolutely nothing wrong with it and and uh but in the end the songs aren't yours right the music isn't yours the look isn't yours you have to sort of surrender that to whoever you're putting your own stamp on it because it's your voice and and if you love to sing if you love to play music then you get to do that but it's uh it's in a way that in the end you can't really take something from it right my run on x factor when I was done, I was done. <laughs> there's, there's nothing for me to take from that. I, I, I was, I helped cre- uh, co-create some characters with Peter. Um, but I may get a credit here and there. Past that, there's nothing really to me being <laughs> part of uh, 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 the, the, the ownership of those characters, right? Um, so that's a cover band. Uh, Creator owned is your garage band. Is your you know you're playing in your garage. You're playing. You're starting up your own music. You know you may take off. You may not. But at least you get to play your own thing, right? And you get to do it. And you get to own it. And 
the day may come when something hits and you're able to 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 uh use what you created and make a career out of it right so that's that's uh i've always loved that 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 analogy that that uh you know because it, it 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 shows that there's really nothing wrong it's i'm i i don't want to come across and make that sound as though it's a judgment on anybody that's that's working any one of those two paths right and even then, you know, you could go back and forth because there's a lot of guys who do work for hire and they do their creator own thing, right? But that's kind of the difference is is uh, where you can find the joy and the excitement out of either playing somebody else's song or making your own, right? And and uh, having having the opportunity to do that has been has been great. I, I didn't have the chance until uh, Bitch Planet really to, um, you know, come out with something that i helped create from the floor and honestly had no idea how much work it was going to be until you get into it but it's it's gratifying it's very it's very satisfying to do something and have it take off and have it be successful i mean through whatever means and what however that that happened i'm I'm appreciative that 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 we we are where we are and we get to tell this story with the with a lot of support and a lot of backing right now so it's good yeah Thank you for that. Um, so I have one last question before I'm going to pass over to Meredith to speak a lot, a lot about Bitch Planet. I've got to say, as an aside, our um, editor, David, hates when I curse. I mean, literally will take me to town for it. And this episode is the best because there's no getting around it. He can't edit me. <laughs> it's just fantastic. Um, so again, before we get into Bitch Planet, um, I feel like we need to address uh, what has been a pretty shitty week. Um, this week, for those of you in the future, um, saw the end of the 2016 presidential election. We don't know how the system of government in your world came to power yet. Um, but there certainly are some scary parallels. Um, can you please talk a little bit about that? (laughs) Do you want, do you want the ending? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Man, uh, yeah, we're we're actually just developing that story right now, and we're we're getting into that with uh, with each passing volume to show uh, the the character that we came up with, uh, Eleanor Doan, who is President Bitch. Uh, we're going to find out a little bit more about who she is, her run, because she ran for a position of power in this world as well, and we jump from there for her being locked up in her own cell block uh on bitch planet so um i don't know how much to tell you about that without giving (laughs) too much of it away uh the the i i'm still hoping that all of this is is uh speculative fiction and that none of this is (laughs) is actually just uh foreshadowing you and me both (laughs) right i mean it's it's uh it's been it's been a, an interesting week. It really has just been an interesting week. Uh, we we again. I'm I'm Canadian, and we were watching the election. We we've been watching the entire process. We've been watching. We watched the primaries. We we followed the the debates, and I don't know anybody up north really who wasn't. Uh, uh, on the side of, of, of whatever the Democratic platform was um, and thought that Hillary was going to take it. Uh, that was, that was uh, 
I think we were looking at the polls and we listened to the pundits and we, we, we thought that, oh, this is in the bag, right? And, well, this, this orange fellow that you have here doesn't seem to have much experience. So we, uh, we, were, we were surprised, um, but there is, there is always a chance, I guess, and, and it, it, all, it all came through. We're, uh, we know, I mean, Kel and I, again, sat back and, and I think we just messaged each other <laughs> a couple days after because everybody's been pretty stunned still. And um, we just sort of said this, is, this book sort of takes on a different meaning now. And we both just kind of agreed on that. And that's where we left it because there's not much else to say. It's... it's uh, it, it, it's it's really who knows what's what what this all means everybody who thinks they know they think it's doesn't mean anything good which is unfortunate um uh and we just know that there's we we we're not trying to or we don't ignore the the fact that there are people feeling the way that they feel about this result and uh we want people to know that we're we're with them as far as how they feel we're 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 open to the discourse to the people who are happy with the result um because i think that's really the only way that that any change can happen is, is if uh sides start talking yeah right and um uh, it's all a work in progress. Uh, society is a work in progress, and we're 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 just we we know that we have uh, uh, a a part because we are part of it. Uh, our significance to that or our role in that right now is TBD. But we're 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 up for the challenge. We're up for the fight. I think we know that that that's I think the one thing we can agree on is that there's some sort of uh, uh, fight on our hands right now and i don't mean that in a in a you know take arms type of way i i think that anything worth having is worth some sort of struggle and uh for us to kind of come together and and at least make our way towards a healing because again people are feeling really rough right now and uh then figuring out what's next and we're all in for what's next. We we wanna we wanna uh, try and do our part to 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 get to that next part. It's rough. <laughs> this is yeah, yeah. this is rough. But uh, I because I I know that uh, again there's 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 people who are who are really just I don't know how to put it, but I know there's people that are scared out there. I hate yeah. that there are people that are scared. I hate that there's people feeling the way that they feel. Um, I read something about uh, Humberto Ramos who doesn't want to show up to uh, states that voted uh, pro-Republican, right, or, or went or went towards, you know, uh, their 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 votes going towards uh, uh, something that excludes him. You know, I don't really know Humberto, but I hate the fact that he feels that way. That's that seems awful to feel that to 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 think that and to believe. Not that, not that he thinks. I don't want to, to, to diminish or try and silence his thoughts, right? But he feels that he's not welcome. Yeah. And 
I, 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 I sympathize with that. I, I really do. I think that, that that's where it has to, to, to start is that you have to acknowledge that people are feeling the way that they're feeling. And then hopefully you could take it from there. So I don't know. Am I, I, I feel like I'm <laughs> spiraling. No, it's okay. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, very valid points. So within volume one of Bitch Planet, we see all of these non-compliant women getting shipped off to another planet to pretty much live their life in a prison. Uh, And one thing that we found really interesting to see is a lot of women are getting the non-compliant tattoos. And so I just wanted to get your take on the tattoos and see what you thought about them. Yeah, the the first time I saw the tattoo was, it was, I was floored. I was just... uh, Man, man, it's, it's, yeah, and, and I keep seeing. seeing I saw a couple today. today. It's, it's, it's always. Uh, I still, I, still, I, feel, I feel the same way every time I see it. And there we go. There's. By someone, I mean me, with Rebecca from Book Riot's help. It, lo- it looks good. It <laughs> looks good. That's 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 very good. It's uh, again, uh, that that uh, we can be part of something that that people are rallying behind that that you know it's it's uh it's humbling and it's it's uh also very reassuring that there's a lot of people out there that feel this way right it's sort of becoming this little little code that people can put up and say hey you know we understand and i that that uh you know, we can be part of that is, again, it's just, it's a, it's a, it's an amazing experience. I don't know how else to put it. It's just that I'm, I'm, I'm always really, really excited when I see it. I don't think that's ever going to go away. Have you ever thought, thought about getting, getting one yourself? yourself? I have. Um, <laughs> but I have a thing where I don't think that anything I've drawn is ever finished. So, uh, I'm going to see it and then I'm going to want to change it or something. <laughs> it's it that's been my reason for not getting a tattoo at all, right? Um but that that could change. I mean, I I I uh I uh again just uh, haven't really thought about going through the process yet, but I'm not really adverse to it, I guess. It's yeah. a good question. Now, as you can probably tell, Tara is a veteran when it comes to comics and graphic novels. She is very well read. I, on the other hand, am a newbie. Um, I just started reading graphic novels this year. Yes, she's a proud mama. (laughs) Tara's so proud. Uh, And so this the first issue in volume one was genius. We see this man who we think is trying to save his first wife that just got put on to Bitch Planet, only to find out that he's actually trying to save his mistress-turned-new wife. And it just really paints this picture, another pun that we did intend, <laughs> of, of the world that we're entering. How did you come up with that scene? Oh, man. Uh, this, was, this was with Kel. I mean, uh, this, was, this was her twist that I think... Uh, she had laid out like fairly early on i mean i i uh i was sort of along for the ride with that one i mean she she put that one forward and i was like wow <laughs> this guy's an asshole yeah. so um uh, it was uh 
again, we 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 really wanted to to uh, a the 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 red herring that we had with uh with the 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 Marion character who dies in the prison. It was sort of to shift you into believing that she was going to be the lead, right? That she was going to be the character that we were going to follow, and we tried to uh, push Cam and. It's hard to push Penny to the background, but, um, you know, uh, Penny comes out. Uh, yeah, every everything is there for you to see with Penny and she comes out with her fists up. But uh, Cam was is is our lead. And that was the character we we're trying to just maybe push into the shadows because that's very much in her character or at least the character that we're trying to develop with her right now. She does not want to be part of the spotlight she does not want to be in the forefront she wants to she had her own agenda and it's all sort of coming uh full circle now because she's been reunited with her sister but uh sorry i hope i haven't spoiled anything but um <laughs> there's uh there was something to that that we wanted to reflect in the in the first issue so we 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 tried to push marion up to the front and then uh, by the way she's not going to make it but marion still has marion still has a role at least what happened to marion still has a role because uh it wasn't cam that killed her there is somebody within uh, the facility that did uh and for other reasons too so that's all something that we're we're looking forward to developing right those are those are seeds that we're trying to plant so there's a lot of messed up stuff going on in this universe um what's one thing or something that you find horrifying in this universe oh in the in the bitch planet universe yes. um all of it yeah. <laughs> i mean th th look um that that this facility is just being used to uh push aside uh a part of society that isn't in agreement with uh the the the, the governing body right now is is scary right to know that there there could be something out there that would have that level of power and and take uh only half of the population <laughs> only half of the population is subjected to these rules right and um yeah that's that's that i think is is pretty abhorrent but um again we get to we get to wrap ourselves in the 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 lovely warm blanket of satire and um really go extreme with some of the the uh the offenses that the women have um like we have somewhere it's you know this 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 woman wasn't uh a good enough mother to their son or they they raised their son to um you know or she didn't take responsibility for her son's actions or something like that so she gets shipped off right it's 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 things like that that would you know i'm i'm actually feeling the both of you bristle right now when i mention these <laughs> things and it's it's right it's 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 things like that that could that could uh that if you thought that you could be uh discarded and and displaced from your home because of it that's that's scary and and um we like that it's satire still. <laughs> That's really something I can't stress enough. We we want to keep this uh, uh, in a place where it's it's still two steps removed from becoming real, not one step. And I, it it almost feels like we're we made a step, but we're we're. I don't want to say that. I really don't want to say that because that sounds very uh, dark. But 
it's uh it's still something like i said that 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 we get to go very extreme on but at the same time we're touching on things that are that are real things that that are happening and things that that strike a chord with people because you know they, they on some level you can you can still relate and associate something that's happening in your life or somebody else's life with some of the conditions that are happening on uh, in, in our little world right now yeah and i do it I, I agree with the satire the the little ads and everything at the end of the the issues were great just reading through them was so much fun those ads are are with uh, the 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 back matter the back matter is developed by lauren mccubbin and kel and and uh, i mean we all sort of have a a, a little part in it but lauren mccubbin is, has been doing like a, a fantastic job with the back matter she's she's always on point with it and it's always very <laughs> it's always very striking there's a there's a, a ice machine i think running <laughs> In the back here, by the way. We're in a very fancy green room. But no, honestly, thank you, Jen, for allowing us to use the green room. Uh, uh, Yeah. Live podcast recording, right? Never know what you're going to get. And so um, we have not gotten any of the issues after volume one. We're we're waiting for the volume two to come out. So this might be something that's already being addressed in these new issues. But is there anyone's backstory that you're most looking forward to create? Yes. Ah, man. Who do I talk about without (laughs) majorly spoiling? Um, We have a backstory coming for... uh, uh boy 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 who haven't we talked about yet we've done penny we've done mako um we're gonna do we're gonna do yeah <laughs> mako was devastating <laughs> yeah well, i remember when kel and i decided we were gonna make that move and we weren't as broken up about it in the beginning because we didn't know her yet and then we started to get to know her and like, ah, maybe we shouldn't do this. This is awful. Let's not do this. But we we, we think it, 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 it had to happen for the way the story's uh, developing in the second volume right now. Um, we have a spotlight issue coming on Fanny sometime soon. Fanny is the one that has the uh, non-compliant eye patch, oh, yeah, yeah. like the eye patch with the non-compliant symbol. She's definitely up um, and... Her backstory is is uh, that's going to be one to read. I think that's going to be pretty pretty good to read. Um, I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> we we've we've got um, we've got that. Oh, I, w- I also want to talk about the anthology too because we do have an anthology coming up oh. that that uh, uh, we have different creators coming on. Cool. Uh, that's going to come out early next year, in between uh, the end of volume two and the release of the trade in somewhere in the beginning of volume three we have this anthology coming out uh it's a triple feature uh we have <laughs> we have um we have three stories being written we're going to try and come out with a few more anthologies because we have a, a great set of creators that are interested in and and want to uh lend their voices to our to our world too which we're very appreciative of um so we have a story by uh, Sherilyn Eaton and uh, Maria Frolic. They did a, a story for the anthology uh, maybe about a year ago. I don't know. And we, we've, we've had it in the bank. And so it's coming out now. Uh, Andrew Aiden, 
who did a march with uh, John Lewis and all that. That yeah, so he did a story with us, uh, 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 with uh, Joanna Estep. Uh, that's a really good one. We have Conley Lines uh, coming up. She has a story, and that one's still in development. That one's going to be really good. So those three stories are going to come out in the the anthology. That should be out early next year. I don't know the release date yet, uh, but it's all it's all coming together with the anthologies. It's it's going to be a nice little window into separate parts of of the world. We're exploring the actual uh, like the planet, like things that are happening on Earth, some other things that happened on the ACO as well. So uh, yeah, that's a lot. That's been a lot of fun. That's been a lot of fun. We're hoping that'll that'll. Uh, be a nice beat in between before we start the next volume which again man we're not we're not (laughs) we we keep abusing this planet man we're going we're going uh all out and doing some some pretty they're fun things i think they're fun but they're also very striking as well again no subtlety that is so exciting. We have a lot to look forward to in 2017. All right, so we've only got a couple more questions left. Um, really, just to kind of end on talking with Bitch Planet, what do you hope your readers take away from reading this comic? Wow. Um, uh, wow. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what they take away. Look, I'm... I'm, I'm Again, so grateful that people are even picking it up and taking a chance on it and that they can relate to things is uh, comforting yet heartbreaking. Uh, I, I dislike that people feel like they they need this voice because that means that they feel like they've been silenced at some point and that's a, a rough reality to, to sort of accept. Um, I hope that they take away that they're not alone. I hope that they take away that that we're. Uh, <laughs> I was about to say that we're stronger together. Oh, um, oh, son of it's a. Still true. It's it true. very true. Son of a bitch. <laughs> um, sorry. Who doesn't like it when we curse? David. Nah, there's a fucking time for this. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, it's uh it's it's uh it's something that we want to make sure that 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 at least people understand that that you know uh in your moments where you don't feel like anybody really gets it or understands or uh can relate on any level to the the pain that you're feeling um and not to say that that isn't true because who knows if you can actually relate to another person's pain in the way that they're feeling it but uh that you know that there are people there at least that are willing to listen that are people that are willing to accept the fact that you feel pain and that uh in some small way they want to do something to uh, acknowledge it and help you heal through it, not reverse it or ignore it. Just uh, to somehow uh, build yourself from it, right? Um, I, again, uh, like sometimes, like Kel, Kel talks about that I, I usually bring the, the more humorous aspects of the book to it. Like I'll, I'll throw in some weird 
funny visual gags or something like that, which I which I appreciate. I, I try and remember that we are supposed to be something a little more lighthearted, as lighthearted as you could be with a book with the title Bitch Planet. Um, and that the, we w- there there are still our exploitation uh, roots, our our uh, 1970s prison, women in prison film vibes that we're we're leaning off of right now, and those are all very important, and we want to keep uh, pushing those uh, visuals forward and making it escapism, because really, I mean the 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 story is supposed to lean on that, but. Um, Sometimes I feel like in in doing that I'm not acknowledging the the actual weight of what we're doing, which I I, I don't want to I don't want to try and suppress that either. I don't want to try and suppress uh, the 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 idea that you know that there's people that there's women and that there's a community out there that relates to this book on a level that has nothing to do with the 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 actual narrative of the book or the satire just the actual message that's that's there that uh we're non-compliant we're uh all in this uh to try and move to something different from to a different place from where we are right now uh yeah i just want to quickly say thank you for, for this book. Like I honestly, especially I, I loved it when I first picked it up and, and thought it was incredibly important when I first picked it up. But um, especially after this week, knowing you guys are going to continue with it. I, I knew you were going to, but just getting to talk to you, it, it really does take on a new significance. So thank you uh, for your fearlessness in doing this kind of book. Yeah. We're not alone. We're not alone. All right. We are to our last question. Hey. And as you know, we are called the Eclectic Readers Book Club. So we like to ask our authors that come on their eclectic pick, whether it's a book that you've read that's kind of off the wall or maybe something you like that you don't think gets enough attention or just your favorite book that you want people to read. What's your f- eclectic? I was just reading something. Sorry, you were just reading something? I was just reading something. <laughs> I don't know if anybody... It's a... Where's my phone? Live people. <laughs> Sorry, I think it's I think it's four hundred. It's it's a book that Christopher Priest just wrote. Um, that I was just reading. I mean, I love Christopher Priest as a as a creator in in the comic industry, right? But he writes a lot of uh, actual novels and stuff too, like Warren Ellis and all these cats do as well. Mm-hmm. Hi, Warren. <laughs> Still like to do something with you one day, if you're if you're listening. Um, what's the name of the book? I think it, like I said, I think it's called 400. I've just downloaded it. No, I downloaded it a while ago, but I didn't read it. Um, that happens to all of us. Never ending TBR. Yeah, right? No, hold on. Sorry. Live? Live? Still live? (laughs) I'm sorry, I forgot the name of it. No, 1999. That's what it was. I was, I don't know why I was coming to this. Yeah, so it was 1999. It was this book that, uh, that Christopher Priest came out with. Uh, I don't know what the release date is. But yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of little books like that, that that I think I've been picking up on the Kindle. I've been really enjoying reading on the Kindle lately. I don't oh. know what it is, but it's... Me too. Yeah, it's it's kind of taken off for me right now. So uh, yeah, that's the last thing I read that was kind of... I don't know if anybody has heard of anything that... that uh, or has been reading anything from Christopher Priest, but I, I highly recommend it. Fantastic. 
All right. Thank you so much, Valentine, for coming on our show. It has been a pleasure. It's been so much fun. All right. Let's shelve this until next time. <laughs>